As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. to the Larry X's As Is show. I'm kind of stumbling here because I'm a little bit excited here. I got a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful young lady that's sitting here with us today, and I think you're going to enjoy what she has to say and this wonderful play that she's uh, going to be working with here. And so let me tell you a little bit about how I'm feeling at this point. uh, And first of all, I hope everybody's good, healthy, all of that good stuff, making lots of money, lots of good health out there. I know everybody said, well, health is first. I get it. I get it. But, hey, I still want you to make a lot of money because if you make a lot of money, you might call here and sponsor the Larry Yakes As Is show. So had to throw that out there at you. Anyway, um, hey, last night was the first um, Democratic debate last night. And, you know, before I move on to our our guest today, i tell you a little bit how I feel about that. I was kind of, I was really kind of um, on the uh, on the fence about who I thought was going to be the best chance, at, had the best chance at at winning this uh, presidential thing last night. And and I tell you, I, I uh, because of my liberal mindedness, I do like Barney Sanders. I the man is absolutely brilliant. But you know the way I end my show every day, every time we do a show, is uh, a nation can rise no higher than it elevates this woman. And I truly believe last night that um, President, I mean, what, what would it be called? Madam President. I think we have our first Madam President. Hillary Clinton looked really, really good. I think she looked very presidential. She was very strong. And I got a feeling I'm going to be pulling for Miss Clinton this time. And unless she slip up and do something absolutely crazy now, I, you know, I, 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 I speak my mind here, you know. So if if anybody got a chance to get this to Hillary, tell Hillary to call Larry Yakes as he is. And we're going to help her win this thing because we cannot, cannot afford to let the Republicans get in there. Now, I have conservative ways. I have uh, Democratic ways and a whole bit. But this is not conservative that is running on the other side. That's absolute madness. And so you guys think about that because and before before I move on. And and the reason I say this is so important, because I'm going to make this a pretty short uh, beginning here. The reason is so important is that think about the Supreme Court, everybody go and look and see what the Supreme Court is doing. And that is our biggest boogeyman in the political system out here now, along with all the money to money that's coming in because of the Supreme Court with the Citizen United. So we have to be careful and get in the right president in there uh, over the next four to eight years because we're going to have a new, some other, some retirement 
in the Supreme Court and the person, the president that's in place to pick the next Supreme Court judge is going to be very, very important to the freedom and the direction that this country is going to go in over the next 30, 40, 50 years. Anyway, having said that, and we know how they talk about women right. I mean, any time, and the reason I want, I think it's not just it's time for a woman to be president. I just think we got smart women that 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 need that we need them to step up to the plate and just take control of this because men have screwed it up terribly. And I just think a nation needs strong women. I, and I know women may say, well, we carry the load of the family. And I know you do. You do. I And I can't apologize for it, but you do. But what I do know is that we need strong women to step up to the plate and help guide this country and uh, we men and our family in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a direction before we just run the bus completely off the tracks. Anyway, and when you look at the other party, you look at them wanting to shut the government down because of uh, women care, women medical. It's, 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 it's almost unbelievable that they want to govern women's body. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Larry Yakes? Ah, I'm a smart dude. I get that. But I don't qualify to govern a woman's body, what she should do, what, how she should think, and then be a part of that to pay her less money. I mean, this is madness on the other side. And I think that will lead into uh, the conversation that I'm about to have with, uh, we're going to get, uh, 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 engineer, you got to give us some applause on this. So I want to welcome a young lady, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see how all of this may tie in to um, the, the beginning of the show. And this is a conversation about the girls and written and produced and 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 starred in. And here's my guest, Miss. Uh, you know, I have to keep my 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 my, my paper. And you know, now I'm, I'm. See, I got her name down here. You guys know I mess a name up real bad, but it's Miss Sonia Jackson. Welcome to the Larry Cecilia Show, Sonia. Hi, Larry. <laughs> what about the hand clap? Do we do some applause here? I can't hear that. We got to make sure because. This young, and I, I know this young lady from a distance. I've watched her. She don't know that I was watching her because I was watching her from the point of view. I watched how strong she was in certain uh, occasions and in, 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 in certain environment that we interacted. Uh, in, 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 and then so you stand back, you watch a person and say, wait a minute, that's a powerful sister there. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that one day I would be interviewing you on the show. So welcome to the show, Sonia. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for the compliment. And um, about myself, let's see. Well, I started off in business. So theater and acting was not originally a part of my plan. Really? I started off in business and I was in human resources for years and in management and in aerospace at that. (laughs) (laughs) You? Management and aerospace? See, that's what I'm talking about. Brains, women, power. Come on. Go ahead. Yeah. So... At some point in time, I was sitting in my office and I had had a conversation with the vice president and had a realization that in order to break through the ceiling where I was of the old boys club, mm-hmm. it was Go going to now. require quite a bit of work on my part. And I wasn't, I didn't mind doing that work mm-hmm. and I was doing that work actually already. And then... Something came up. Someone invited me to this workshop, and all of these actors were there and producers and directors, and they were talking about what they were doing. I was there in the capacity of business to to work towards getting my goals. And when I was sitting there listening to all these people talking about their projects and what they were doing, the excitement that I was feeling, it felt like... There was something in me that was supposed to be doing that. And so I actually, um, I started I started off by taking a, a peek at how that would work for me. Because my parents actually had put me in dance classes oh, really? when I was a child. Oh, okay. So I had performed and, was, and did dance and did things like that. But I uh, literally went and started doing stand-up. Get out of here. 
and found out that I loved it. <laughs> I See, that's nerve. Because I don't have the nerve. I can get up and do speeches and I can do all of, all of that. But the attempt, for me to attempt comedy, oh, my goodness, has absolutely no way. But you know what? Um, I, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you, you, I got bit by the entertainment bug or bit by the performance bug. But I like to say you got bit by the expression bug. Yes. You know, you you get a chance to express yourself. You know, I, I have never had a corporate job, mm-hmm. but being in the setting and, and, and I've actually been a consultant to uh, many corporate um, projects. And and there's a limit of expression when you um, are in that box. And then when you step out there on the stage and you step out there in the world of art and music and dance. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not bit by an entertainment bug. I think people water it. It takes away from how precious it is. But it's like an expression bug, you know. It really is. It really is because then you're not limited in right. a particular box of the type of expression that you do. Because actually not that far that long ago, I just started painting. I used to sew, I made clothes, I, I still do, and design and things like that. But um, So even, even with the acting, this play came about because, because I was expressing myself. And in a moment of whatever it was I was doing, I was doing the vagina monologues, I had a, we were waiting for the audience because the parking was atrocious. <laughs> and, and I had this thought, well, you know, we need to, we need to talk about the girls, Okay. Because there is so much that takes place around the girls. Now, did you the, the, the vagina uh, monologue? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I've never, I never saw it, and I was afraid to even pronounce the name of. <laughs> I was afraid to even. I, I noticed know you was, just stumbled over uh, it. Uh, yes, <laughs> I still, I still stumble over it because I'm like, am I saying something politically incorrect here? You know, I, you know, CP is a big part of uh, of the American culture now, being politically correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did that inspire inspire you to do your own play or that? Yeah, it did. I I loved the vagina monologues. <laughs> it's a very powerful play because what it does is it talks it talks about women's situations with their bodies. And you were saying earlier about you know how can we decide about somebody else's body? Mm. And um, and the thing that I realized is that. About women's breasts, there's so much that happens around them. There's so much that takes place. There's so uh, oh, hold on. Uh, you know what? I, I, let, let me let's do this. Uh, if if you if you don't mind, let's lead the audience into uh, this this conversation uh, about the girls. Uh, where the what where did did that title come from, and how did it end up being about the breasts? Okay, well, <clears throat> well. The title came from conversations that I was having with women. I, I, a lot of the stories are mine, and a lot of the stories belong to people that I know. And then I did interviewing, interviews with women to find out and ask them questions about the breast. Because I have not had all the experiences that the breasts cover. Now, and, now, as, look, and if you can see mine, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I have a limited... Uh, amount of exposure or coverage, <laughs> you know, so to speak. So I needed to get other women's perspectives. Okay. And so when we when I started doing it, I also asked people that I was talking to, what, you know, given these stories that I'm putting together, what would you think we should call them? What would you want to call them? And there were all sorts of names that came up like Tales of Two Titties and now, yeah, you, know. Well, you know now look here, look audience, you guys got to work with me here. Yeah, you know, yes. if, if old now, Yakes was to say something uh, but that's I'm not politically it. correct, because I'm going to have to repeat some of the stuff. But uh, <laughs> but but titties, yeah. <laughs> so instead, what I looked at, one of the things for me is. I truly believe that all women, all all women, regardless of the job or the things that you do, the activities you participate in, all women are elegant. And sometimes they know it and sometimes they don't. And so the truth was I wanted 
it to be conversations about the girls because it's fun and it is conversations that we're having about ourselves, about our friends, about things that we've seen and things that we know. Give, good give, stuff, me, give us so an example stuff. of the, uh, the, uh, the conversation about the breasts. Okay. So I have a piece called A Rose which, of course, we know by any other name is still, still a rose. <laughs> so I, uh, I asked women what they'd heard breasts called before, and then you have the prerequisite standard of boobs, 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 boobies, tits, titties, all of that all kind of, of that. stuff. And then you have a whole slew of other names. So the girls, um, um, over-the-shoulder, boulders, um, Mounds of vanilla ice cream or chocolate, depending <laughs> on who you're talking to. Um, aspirins on an ironing board. Um, oh, my God. I've heard cupcakes. everything from um, uh, Hershey's yeah. Kiss. Yeah. So we have had so we have a piece that is called The Rose. And we go through the various names that we've heard breasts called before. And we have a piece. We have a number of pieces. We have pieces about the good stuff, not go so good stuff. And some of the good stuff is, you know, tell me what, what excites your breasts. And then we have we have a piece called Tell Me About Nipples and um, <laughs> you, look, you guys gotta be patient with me here. I you know, when we were talking about uh, we started out with uh uh talking about the vagina monologue and then we're talking <laughs> about nipples and, and and I never thought I'd get to talk about that in a very, very special way. But I really appreciate the, um, the the way you're approaching the, mm-hmm. the, the, the topic because it's a fun topic, and, and I'm sure that to women is very serious. Yes. Like that. And, and so I want to be able to honor the seriousness and the fun with it. And please feel free to correct me if I step across any kind of line in mm-hmm. this conversation mm-hmm. because um, I want to honor women. I, let me ask you a question. Uh, we as men, and, and when I say we as men because I've heard conversations about it, so I'm not speaking for all men. Right. Um, and women, their identity that comes with um, breasts, and where do you have a sense of that come from? I, I don't really have a sense of where that come from. I have ideas, but I'm a man, so yeah. I don't want to speak for a um, woman. And we talk about that in the play um, because it's it has been ingrained in a sense and the ideas come sometimes just from advertising. Mm-hmm. They come. F- they are handed down. They have been handed down to from which particular ad campaign. One never knows. Yeah. But they, you know, and as television has gotten more prevalent, as the internet has gotten more prevalent, I, you know, it scares me to the think that there are young girls, eighteen and nineteen. That are their parents are giving them boobs, boob jobs, Those breast implants, because for for graduation, you know, and things like that. That's scary, so is it not? Yeah, I mean, me because, as a man, I'm not. I can't. I, I just I, I, me as a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, until a child, or a young lady can make that decision for herself. Uh, you know, become an adult. I just to to have a, a parent to make that decision before the child becomes an adult is what are you how right. do you well, feel the, about that? Well the the child is saying they want it and the the parent is saying okay you can have it and that's like to me giving too much candy to a baby you know you, just because she's asked yes. doesn't mean you have yeah. to do that. There's some parental guidance yeah, that Yeah, some to let's have some guidance. Um there's the thing that I find often cuz I don't have I don't have a issue about having a having a breast enhancement or not having one Mm. i think everybody has to make that decision for themselves but and it's based on their own circumstances so and we actually have a little piece about that you know because and and forgive me the only reason i'm chopping a little bit because of sake of time Mm. i know how quick this hour gonna is gonna shoot by and but let me ask you some question because of the guys is watching this and and uh, although it's a lot of fun I I, and I know there's some seriousness here. Um, I was you know the father of two girls mm-hmm. and I remember talking to them and I was one of those fathers that had the conversation conversation with my girls as they began to develop breasts and mm-hmm. that was very sensitive time for a young girl. Yeah, and Can thank you, you for knowing that. Yeah, I, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we have a piece called Blooming, and 
what happens often is no one's really prepared for getting their breast, for mm. it coming up. And often men don't realize the 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 changes that we're going through because it's not just all of a sudden it's physicalized. There's also hormonal changes that are taking yes, place yes. in our body. So all sorts of things that are happening all at the same time. And to to get a physical change in your body so dramatically to the point where little boys, men, teenagers, all everybody is now has changed their focus from just talking to you to talking to your chest, you know, <laughs> no, and I having know. that, I, and I and and I I so appreciate you're having that kind of a sensitive conversation with your daughter, and it's always one of those things that we want to have men have that sensitive conversation with their sons about yeah. how they treat the, women because yes, that's, that's the beginning of it, and often it is it we consider it bullying. You know, when the teasing, people say, oh, it's just teasing. They're just having fun. But in some regards, it comes across as bullying for Because so much of the self-esteem of a young girl can uh, can build or even sometimes be crushed at that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, her self-esteem is so, and that's so valuable towards her future. It and is. how that particular time in the young girl's life uh, so much can ride on how she that is bridged mm-hmm. between the develop the starting of the development because they get teased about it and right. they get teased about it right. until the I don't I don't know about the play I'm just only going by experience right. and of talking to and having daughters that now once they become full blossom or mm-hmm. bloom then you know it's a different ball game. Um, and if they become fully de- developed, that's a different ballgame. But during the process of it, it can be very embarrassing for a young girl at the same time. Yeah, because you're all the, all the things are happening at the same time. So you you are getting a bra, you're getting breasts, you have to and you have to learn how to wear that bra and how to fit it properly and if it got fit properly or not oh, and if wow. it comes yes. up if it doesn't it doesn't fit you you're adjusting it all of those sorts of things and you're all doing it in the public see when a young man changes it doesn't the only thing that happens in the public sense is the changing of the voice yes, yes. they get and bigger that makes sense. Yes. they get bigger they get a little stronger but and and they have that kind of a change that goes on but it's an overall growth of the of the same thing that they always were, right? But with women, it's there is a completely new part of our body that shows up differently, and we're getting used to it, and then the whole world is getting used to it with us. I got to tell you an experience I had with my my daughter uh, uh, Destiny. She'd kill me if I said this. But <laughs> you shouldn't have said her I'm name. I'm your pops, <laughs> so. My daughter and I did. I, I actually had to uh, talk with both of my daughters through it. I was really, really hands on, mm-hmm. and I talked to my daughters about their periods and and that that ministry, that whole process. So by the time it happened, uh, when my daughter was in school and and it did happen, the teacher wanted to meet me because they were shocked that when she said, "Well." She was so prepared, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they asked her, "Well, who prepared you?" She, well, she said, "My dad." You know, you, you, you know, because I studied and I and I was trying to be the 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 best father I could mm-hmm. be. But <laughs> when she started to develop a little bit, so it comes a time when a father know that. Wait a minute, I can no longer see you with your shirt off or your blouse right. off. So you and I had, you know, I was the one who made that decision. I stopped that bridge from her being a little my girl little girl to, to a young lady. But what mm-hmm. <laughs> a situation that forced me to have the conversation with her is that I know my little baby is developing now, and I look and we was driving down, we was in Seal Beach somewhere, and there was a billboard sign and it says something about foreplay. Mm-hmm. My daughter looked at me and she said, Daddy, what is foreplay? <laughs> I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to have to have this conversation because it's the talk. 
and it most definitely was going to include talking about her breasts. Mm, it, it has to. It has to. Otherwise, well, we it's got like through that. But surprise. go ahead, pick up on it. I just thought I'd share that. No, that is really that's really important, and and I so appreciate your you're even bringing this up because we've done this with a couple of things. We have a Q and A after the show, and. Um, we do it be- so that people can air some of the things that have come up for them in the discussion. And one of the things that always comes up is that kind of a thing, is men having talks with their daughters and how to do it. And so we've we've kind of created uh, a platform that we were going to to pursue of doing particular segments and then having a Q&A mm-hmm. for, and doing a whole program for men only so that they could find out how to talk to their daughters and, and how yes, to have yes. those conversations with their daughters. But um, yes, it's important to, I have some people who who go, well, I can't bring a, ch- how old can I bring my, how old should a child person be before coming to the show? And I said, well, the show's technically PG. It is, we talk about all the details, but we talk about them appropriately. But we do talk about them. So it needs to have someone who's a parent who says, you know, if it's 14, because the thing is, the 14-year-olds know about all sorts of things that are going on, and some of them are doing it. Yes, and some that's of them are the doing thing. It. And, so, and, and, and to be properly educated as a child to some of the, the goings on there. And the conversation about the girls. This play, now is the play in town anytime soon? The play comes up. The weekend of the 23rd through the 25th. It's our 10th anniversary. We've been doing the play for 10 years. And on the 23rd, we have the opening reception. Uh, It's in West Hollywood at the Matcha Theater, which is on Kings Road near Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, And the city of West Hollywood has been very, very supportive of us in doing this play. And they've also um, gifted us three hours of validated parking free in the, in, oh, in, wow. the, in the city lot across the hall, across the street, which is, you know, if you live in L.A., you know parking is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, um, because a lot of young fathers now, and, 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 I, and I have to give some credit to some of the young fathers out there, and especially in my African-American community, because when I was Mr. Mom, my daughter's 25 now, and I was Mr. Mom, and, and I was going out when I was taking my kids everywhere I went. And I would see so many, so many women would come up to me and say, oh, I wish I wish I saw more and more African-American men with their daughters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, And I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm only saying that not to pat myself on the back because I did uh, spend a lot of time with my kids. But I see more and more and more young men. I can clearly see the change that I'm seeing more and more young men with their daughters and with their son now. And my son included with my grandson. I see how much this how much time they're spending. Mm-hmm. But and it's great. Is this something that they can come and and I know they can enjoy it, but is this something that young men can come to oh, enjoy absolutely. and be educated? And yeah, we've <laughs> I've had all <laughs> kinds and and I've had I've had men who've said to me uh I've I've learned more about my wife now than I thought that I would know. I've had young men come and go. Now, I had three young. So now I get it. Yeah, who who goes? (laughs) You know, we should have taken notes. You know, and is there a website you have? Conversations about um, B O U T without the A apostrophe conversations apostrophe about the girls dot com, and on Facebook it's Facebook dot com slash bout the girls oh okay and uh there's pictures there's videos we're doing more posts this week we're going to be doing a lot more posts of of um some of the the clips that we've taken of other shows and it'll give you an, an idea of some of the things that now you know I, I now i want to come and see this play you know I, you and, should come you know and the thing about it what I've always done and, and try to do is support the arts. Mm-hmm. I support the arts because I, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, producer myself, and but I don't often go. Would know, love to have you come. And, You'd and have a great so time. So I'm now you got me <laughs> really, really curious about. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I get a couple of tickets and go to this. Absolutely. Go see this. Uh, maybe we should give a couple of tickets to your audience. 
uh, we could do that. And um, uh, conversation about the girls and um, you email, uh, email me, Larry Yakes, as is, L-A-R-R-O-Y-Y-A-T-E-S-A-S-I-S, Larry Yakes, as is, at AOL.com. And ask, put in a shot for some tickets or something. Shoot me up, and you. Some of you got my phone. I'm not putting my cell phone back number back out there again. No, no, no. Forget it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No one wants to talk to me. But I really, really appreciate you. And when, when, um, when you when we booked you to come on the show, mm-hmm. and I'm always fascinated about how people think and how they how, how how what the creative juices that's causing certain products to manifest itself because many people have ideas and, mm-hmm. and they have wonderful ideas. But in order to come up with an idea and then you take that child and incubate it in your brain and in your consciousness and then give birth to the product that's called conversation about the girl. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always fascinated with that process so how have the process been for you it's it's always fun it's always fun i'm i don't do the producing as well as i'd like yeah, but the to, vision of this being but here the, but the play of it and the all of putting it together it was great having an opportunity to talk to women about their bodies to and and one one of the side benefits that's happened that I wasn't expecting and didn't know was the healing things that take place. That, talk uh, talk to us about that. That's very important. Uh, well, we have like you were like we were saying earlier. There are so many issues that women have about their bodies and about the breasts in particular. And so what happens, you know, because we do have the pieces. There are pieces in here on cancer, and there are pieces from different perspectives mm. about cancer and all of that. But um, there, we've had women who've come and you get a chance to sit in the dark and then kind of see your whole life in terms of mm. your body and understand what you understand from what you see on the stage, what you've already gone through. And then just kind of begin in the dark to sit there and release it. Because we release things in all sorts of different ways and all sorts of different times. And so people have a chance to um, just heal themselves or, or recognize, oh, I have an issue about this. And, and uh, just start to let go of the issue, breathe through it, mm. laugh through it. Mm. You know, I have a friend of mine who just who said, now I can laugh about myself. And, and, you know, one of the things is uh, I have some experience in and uh, being in relationships and being uh, uh, working with women that have uh, battled through breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And a dear friend of mine, uh, ex-girlfriend of mine that had uh, breast cancer and, and to see her go through the breast cancer and and I, I, I she would talk to me just openly mm-hmm. about how she felt and it was some in some case in some aspects of it uh she, the remover of the breast was just as devastating as going through the disease itself yeah and and that just tore me apart because and then I got to see the strength see I got to see the strength of women through her and then over the years uh as a patient advocate I have worked with women with breast cancer and mm-hmm. I as of this up up on this day I have a patient advocate client slash friend that I'm working with now that's going through the whole where we at the end of over a year of chemotherapy and all this so she's right at the end of it and and it's so um, ironic that me sitting here doing this play and you're talking about the breast and over the last year and a half it has been a big part of my life and being there to support a very dear friend of mine mm-hmm. to whom she's going through uh breast cancer now mm-hmm. so and and it's been a and i just appreciate this um conversation with you yeah. today i really do thank you thank you we've had women who have gone through it come to the play we've had i had a woman in atlanta who was a part of my cast who had had 
two mastectomies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, at different times. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then we've had women who they've come and they, they, they allow themselves the opportunity to come and to heal and go through it, but then they need to leave right away because everybody's at different stages emotionally yes, to be able yes. to handle it. So the play does get emotional then. Oh yeah, we cover we cover the good it stuff. It sounds and like the you so cover a spectrum of. I mean, just you just a wide range of things that you guys cover, and yeah. I'm just so. I just think that it's so important that you. It is. It seemed that I haven't seen the play, but sitting here talking to this young lady. I can tell your audience, if you please support this, because this is the type of thing. When we put the show together, this is the one, this is that, that, that type of thing that makes us come here in the studio and do this show because of the awareness that can come right. come behind this. And even if it encouraged uh, more and more women to go and be checked for mm-hmm. breast cancer or to be able to have conversations about the, I, I have one situation where a friend of mine's daughter was born with uh, uneven breasts, mm-hmm. kind of drastically uneven. I don't yes. know if that's the right term for it. For, I, so. there is, it's actually a, a, um, a condition, and it happens more often than you would think. That impacts a young lady right. pretty, pretty, because uh, she was this young girl, I think now she's uh, in her middle to early, late 20s and it was really going through high school was really 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 tough yeah for her. yeah i i don't cover that particular topic i mm-hmm. have had some young ladies who've discussed that with me but um it is because if you can imagine being 13 and you start getting your breast. They're then not looking like anybody else's. One might may be up high, the other may be down low, yeah, that's, that's and right. they're coming in. and And the only way to correct that is surgically, often. And they, uh, if they can have it, and some insurance companies consider that to be cosmetic, elective huh? or cosmetic. Oh, and elective here you and are, cosmetic, thirteen yeah. years old or fourteen years old, and you're just getting used to your own body and you go to the doctor and you have a man doing the examination and you um, barely are trying to figure out how to yeah. do it yourself. Yes. So there, there's a way, I, I think what happens with our play often is that people get an opportunity to see what's happening on the other side and then can just consider, okay, well maybe if I'm in that kind of a situation at some point in time, you, I can you, handle you, it differently. You want to give a shout out to some of the play, uh, the people in the play? You, We have a wonderful cast. Aureli, I keep, I have to think of her name because she, she goes by her, um, uh, her maiden name, Aureli Aranvia, Jalen Jones, Debbie Carragher, Lindy Scott, Rosie DeCandia, Noemi Torres, Kay Donato, and Valerie Frug, and then uh, myself. Okay, Cass, when I show up there, you guys be nice to me. Be nice to Mr. Yakes. I, <clears throat> I can call myself Mr. Yakes. But you know something? You and I talk off air, and you said that you could share... Some lines from the play for us. Oh, one of our little and, pieces. And because of the sake of time, you know, I told you this time go by so fast. And would you be kind enough to share some of the, the play? Once again, we are talking about the play Conversation About the Girls. And we have Miss Sonia Jackson in the house, uh, writer and uh uh, actor in the play and share some of the, 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 the points with us. Okay, so we have a piece called um, Tell Me About Nipples. <laughs> I can't wait. To, okay, I'm not going to be politically correct. I just want to hear this. <laughs> Tell you about nipples. You want the engineers, me to... he's, he's, he's cracking up over there. <laughs> well, I, I won't even call J- J- Jarvis is over there cracking up. But, but go ahead. Let me be the one to say this. Let me say this. Tell me about nipples. <laughs> Tell you about nipples. You want me to talk to you about nipples? You can't talk about them. Why? Because they have a mind of their own. You never know what they're going to do. You know, perfectly nice day. You look nice. Beautiful sweater blouse on. Then someone says to you, cold? And you go, no. You look down, you shake your head, and you there they are, fully blown, out at attention, saying hello to the world. 
Oh, tell me about nipples. I, I, you know, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm a very shy and innocent guy, <laughs> but I think I've seen that process happen before. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it cold out here? No, uh, no, no. I give you. I'll you give have another one you want to share little, with me? One little quick one. Uh, to cleave or not to cleave? <laughs> I love this. I love this. To cleave or not to cleave? I really like showing my cleavage. Every time I've exposed it, it's been appreciated. Mostly I've used it for holiday decoration. And if I knew a guy really liked him, I could short circuit the evening and move things along. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give us some applause, applause over there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hey, look, you got to check this play out. Once again, conversation about the girls. And it's a. <laughs> I, I, I can say this, but it's a conversation about boobs and breasts. I like that part. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think that was David Allen Greer mm-hmm. that I heard say that years and years ago, and it just cracked me up. <laughs> Bressesis. I could talk about Bressesis in a way. <laughs> and, uh, and now, look, don't nobody call and say I'm blushing. Uh, yeah, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna admit that. But uh, some of the, the the creative lines, and and I like you see the thing about it. I think it's clever, mm-hmm. and most. Most of the time when there are a lot of people that want to come on the show that I have to turn them down because, you know, you had to choose the quality of people that you come on and mm-hmm. introduce to your audience. And and I like clever cleverness. And this is very clever. And I really appreciate the, the thought that went into this mm-hmm. and, the, and the spirit behind this. And like I said, I keep repeating myself, but it seems to that this is a play that both is uh, fun and educational. And it starts the conversation about women's bodies. And, you know, in the news and in the media and from Playboy to all of these magazines, we, every you know, the, the woman body is such a man, magnificent art of God. And and so to look at it and, and have, have a decent conversation about it, and it's it's, it's fascinating. I, I hope I am not stumbling over myself and making a fool out of myself, but... And I hope I have stayed politically correct, ladies. <laughs> politically correct, you know. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for this. This is a, and we still got a few more minutes here. Mm-hmm. So tell us um, a little bit about now. Who's producing the show? Who's- um, I'm producing it in conjunction. My uh, part of my organization is called Visions of Possibilities, a foundation of AIWP. And uh, the West Hollywood Arts Council has mm-hmm. supported us, as well as the West Ho- the City of West Hollywood Women's Advisory Board. And it's been really fabulous working with them because in West in the City of West Hollywood, they understand all forms of art. Mm-hmm. They want to express that, and they want people to understand it and get and get an opportunity to see it and to um, support it so they have sculpture gardens in various places they they look at where do we have a flat surface that we could have an artist come in and do some kind of a rendering on that they and they are Looking at artists on all different levels. Now, who did they again repeat that again? The City of West Hollywood, the Arts Council, mm-hmm. as well as the Women's Advisory Board. The Women's Advisory Board wants to support projects that support women. Okay. And, um, and the Arts Council does projects that support the community well, in a variety of we ways. We here at the Larry XSEO Show, we also want to be, be a great supporter of women, too, so... Always refer and send send people this way that have something that they want to talk about, a uh, subject, or product, or whatever. But um, now, are you a native of California? Native Californian? No, I was born in the Midwest, but I was raised in California by a strict Midwestern father. <laughs> <laughs> when you say Midwest, what are we talking about here? I was born in Kansas. 
Oh, she was born in Kansas. That's smack in the middle of the country. Oh, yeah, you're right there in the, right there in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's see. Look at the product that comes out of Kansas. <laughs> see, there's good things comes out of every state here. You just proved that there's greatness come out of Kansas. Absolutely. I am so glad that you come here with the greatness. And I, and I tell you, now, I'm going, let's say Larry is going to the show. Mm-hmm. Larry's going to the play. And... What is some of the things Larry would take away from this play? Well, you'll take away a better understanding of women first. That just, I just hold that thought. Now, talk about something that is greatly needed on my part. I, I you know, I talk to my brothers and my friends, and I would say I talk to my preacher, but I don't have one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't have one. I think you're probably your own preacher. I, you know, I'm beginning. I look like I'm going to have to be because I, you know, the older I get, the more I found out I don't know nothing about women. I, I'm just pitiful. <laughs> I mean, I look. I can ask. You know, I could talk to a nine year old, and he tends to know more about women than I do. <laughs> it just went completely over my head. But you know, I'm going to learn. I learn more about women. Oh man, count me in. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, you just heard this. We will learn more about women if we go there. So that's mm-hmm. another reason for us to get our butts up and go support this play conversation about the girls. Yeah. And, you know, that's all we talk about anyway, guys. You know, we lie to each other like we know what we're talking about. So what am I going to learn about women? You're going to learn you're going to learn some of the things that we've walked through and how we've survived it. You'll learn some of the things that we like. Some of the things we don't like. Oh, wow. Well, now I tell you, well, now you just, you know, something, I'm going to take something back. I do know a lot about women. <laughs> I know what they don't like about me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just turned that around. I know a lot about women. I know a lot of what you don't like about me. I tell you, geez. But uh, so. <laughs> and you may have, you may get a, an insight about something else to consider or to do or to know about. Um, you'll get a better understanding. I think you'll get a, a look at what, a glimpse of what really makes women powerful and strong and survivalists because it happens, the stories, you know, we see a woman, we know her, and we understand various things about her. But in this moment during the play, the concentration of the stories of all the kinds of things that we go through in life are right there. And so it gives an opportunity to really see women in a different light. Let me, is Shivery dead? I don't think so. Yeah? No, I don't think so. Oh, see, look how she looked when I asked that question. She <laughs> said, oh, no, I don't think so. I have a guy who's real chivalrous. <laughs> and, um, and we like that. And some women don't. That's, that's their prerogative. But it is. You know, I think it, most women do. I think the, the, what I like about the question, not that I, I'm the one to ask the question, because, um, because it's, it's okay if a woman don't mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But sometimes we guys just don't know and and so uh we get confused because sometimes we'll hear that a woman women do women don't then we get all nervous and don't know when should i do it when i I do it yeah Mm -hmm. and well i think and i think i'm sorry i think if you sometimes it's just a matter of asking if it's that at the beginning of a new relationship and um or feeling it out i know my friends go ahead real quick like chivalry Okay, I'm sorry to cut that off because we're at that we're at that uh, Jarvis. How many? What we got? One minute? No, we got two, we two got and a half. Two and a half. So I, I apologize for that. But you was you was talking about asking uh, in the beginning of the relationship. A guy can ask. I think and, I think both sides need to ask if they can do something or ask for what they want. Either way, because you know. Men have gone through the ringer with women because we we came into this to the workforce. There was a way of life, and then we came into the workforce, and when we got into the workforce, we came in like men. We came in working like men instead mm. of working like who we are, letting the femininity of who we are guide us because yeah. of that. And because of that, how things transpired between men and women 
shifted. Yeah, a lot of the women's movement, uh, uh, and and so and there was some dichotomy there between women's movement, feminist movement, and and it's all it, it's all good. I I I, I appreciate. Everything. It, it, one side doesn't fit all. Right. And, and and I think what I'm hearing from you, correct me if I'm wrong, is all about the communication. Absolutely. And, and, and putting a voice to your own needs. Yeah. And, and understanding the other, your partner's need. Yeah. And we're going to end the show. So what, what I'd like to do is, uh, this has been really, really wonderful. I, I'm having so much fun with this. So uh, just to say goodbye, um, give us some words of wisdom to say goodbye on, to say goodbye to the audience. Give the audience some words of wisdom. I guess I would always say to be who you are and allow others to be who they are and to just be aware of that, what you need and and ask for it and just yeah. allow yourself to, to soar. Because well, nothing's I, I, more important than that you feel good. And if you don't feel good, there's just something out of alignment. I, you know, I appreciate that. Well, what I'm going to say is, uh, you know, if we can have a vagina monologue and a titty conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and keep it clean and respectful and learn more about the spirit and the power of the women in our that we've been so blessed with on this planet. And, and, and they come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and the whole ray of the rainbow. And women are truly, truly the future of the civilization as I see it. Anyway, remember, uh, a nation can rise no higher than it elevates its woman. Thank you. This is Larry Yates. See you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.